93.3 KIOA. Luke and Jeremy, good morning. Good morning. Jeremy, I saw an alarming stats, numbers, whatever you want to call it. Alarming. But it's, it's alarming. It's alarming. If nothing so else, alarmed. If nothing else, it's notable. I am so alarmed. It is going to be, of the, the major... Ooh. Will you stop? <laughs> <laughs> of the three major holidays that we have in the last three months of the year... Of course, Halloween, Thanksgiving, and Christmas. Oh, you're going to count Halloween now as a holiday? I always count it in October. <laughs> anyway, of the three major holidays, yes, Christmas is going to be the warmest. Right now, the forecast is calling for temperatures in the 50s on Christmas Day. On Thanksgiving, it was 43, and on Halloween, it was 38. Can I be alarmed now? <laughs> no. Are you listening, Des Moines Playhouse? This is available for all of your shows. I just wanted to make sure I can be alarmed. Just wanted to make sure. That is an alarming stat. Yes. Now show me surprised. <gasps> it sounds just like alarmed on the radio. I mean. Because <laughs> you can't see us. The range on this woman. <laughs> My goodness. How are you in radio I only? know. I know. That's crazy, though. It is crazy. 51 yeah. degrees on Christmas Day. Warmer than Thanksgiving and Halloween. It was cold on Halloween. It's going the wrong way. It really is. It's going to be spring by January. Well, I mean, I'm not mad at that. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> I don't really enjoy spring. Considering how cold it gets. Spring and fall. If we could just keep those going back and forth, that'd be great. <laughs> I don't need winter or summer. Thanks. Yeah, I will say <laughs> summer has gotten unbearable in Iowa. Yeah. It's just too hot. <laughs> if we could just keep it spring, fall, spring, fall, I'm in. I'm fine with that. I'm down. Let's go. But I know that's probably not good for, you know, humans. Oh, just I think in we, general. I think we'll adapt. As long as it rains continuously well. so we have enough moisture and, you know, no droughts. Uh, we're in a four-year drought right now. I'm, I understand so that. I understand I that, that. That's going to work. But if it could, you know, rain with some consistency over the course of our new spring-fall spring, fall rotation only. That'd be great. 51 degrees possibly on Christmas Day. That's insane. That's like playing outside weather. <laughs> it is playing outside weather. <laughs> Why would you not play outside when it was 51 degrees outside? I, I don't know. <laughs> Normally it'd be... Cold and snowy, and yeah. just you want to just stay cozy inside. Yeah, fifty-one degrees on Christmas. What's your kid going to be doing? He's going to be inside on video games. <laughs> Who are we kidding? It's Luke and Jeremy on ninety-three-three KIOA. Uh, it's always around this time of the year when people start debating one of the dumber debates in the last ten to fifteen years. And that is whether or not Die Hard is actually a Christmas movie. Mm. Now we're not here to do that. We have oh. our opinions. And we're going to keep them our opinions. Okay. Nobody cares. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> Why are we employed? <laughs> if that is the, the thought process on this entire show, why are we here? That's fair. Yes, why I get that. Here? But is it really to talk about Die Hard being a Christmas movie? No. It's it's so much more than that. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're so much deeper than that. <laughs> we Got are. it. Got it. But apparently there has been an actual like researched poll that has been done to ask Americans what they think about Die Hard's status as a Christmas movie, as well as several other movies that apparently are debated around this time of year. Okay. And it turns out that 
Not as many people as you think believe that Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Only 39% of people believe so. Yeah, because it's not a Christmas movie. Except for that it is. It's not. How is it a Christmas movie? It just so happens to happen during Christmas. The whole, it's not the point of the movie. But the whole reason why Hans Gruber and gang are able to get into Nakatomi Plaza is because of the lack of security because the only people that are in there are an office Christmas party. Yeah. So it just so happens to be Christmas. Yes. It's not about Christmas. But all of the the sum of all the parts couldn't happen unless it were at Christmas. I mean it could. It could have happened at any other holiday. <sighs> there could have been a Easter party going on. You don't know. It could be an Easter movie. <laughs> Could be. It could be. If it took place at the Easter time and there were Easter elements thrown in, you absolutely. Think? Okay, interesting. Couldn't you couldn't have one of the most like one of the best lines in the movie when Bruce Willis shoots up the guy in the elevator and then he like sends him down to to, to Hans and it says, "Now I have a machine gun." Ho ho ho. You couldn't have that if it were an Easter movie or a St. <laughs> Patrick's Day movie. Anyway. I think you could, but I love that you just explained it to us. Thanks for that. Here's the, There's a large faction. Only 50% of people believe that Love Actually is a Christmas movie. Okay. Like, throughout the movie, they literally count down to Christmas. Okay. That It's part of the storyline. Yeah. One of the whole storylines themselves is whether or not this guy is going to have the number one song on the radio at Christmas. It's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. Yes. That one I'll give you. That one, yes. Uh, there's another one. I'm not, I'm I'm familiar with the movie, but I'm not familiar with the argument about it. There's this uh, movie called Just Friends. Oh, I don't know that one. It's, it's a Ryan Reynolds movie about a guy who used to be like a you know kind of a overweight guy in high school. Then he comes back to. It's very Hallmarky actually. Now that you think about it, because then he comes <laughs> back to town for the holidays. Now he's all slim and Ryan Reynolds looking. Right. And his best friend sees him is like, oh my gosh, wow, you've changed, and yeah. But it all happens at Christmas time, and people are arguing whether or not that's a Christmas movie. Okay. The Nightmare okay. Before Christmas. That's yep. another one on here that's up for debate of whether or not it's a Christmas movie. It's totally a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. It's totally a Christmas movie. It literally has Christmas in the title. Well, that, and I think the whole thing with them trying to kidnap Santa mm-hmm. makes it a Christmas movie. But you can also debate that it's also a Halloween movie. You can. See, I would I would be more up for the debate about whether it's a Halloween movie. I mean, I, I would Christmas. say more Christmas, yes. but people that like it for Halloween, you're good there too. But Die Hard, yes. No. I mean, this is this debate needs to end. No, it doesn't. It's it's not a it's not a Christmas movie. It's not a Christmas movie. The movie is not about Christmas. It just so happens to be around Christmas. They don't even like reference anything other than just them being in the mall and there's Christmas. Th- that's all you need. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. It's literally at a Christmas party. No, no. I'm not. I don't agree with you on that one. Okay. Back to Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Four calling birds, three French hens, two. People have started to notice this year that there are a lot of birds in the 12 days of Christmas, along with some other trinkets. Mm-hmm. But. Some people online and TikTok specifically have noted that maybe we've been getting it wrong this whole time. Maybe it's not just that there are a lot of birds in the 12 days of Christmas, but in fact, 
They are all birds. You get so many birds in the 12 days of Christmas that when it comes time for like things like the golden rings, it would be such a relief, right? Wrong. They're all birds. These are the golden rings. It's a type of pheasant. You're going to get five of, five of these on like every day it said. The lords are leaping. They're birds. The pipers piping are not musicians. They are birds. Yep. And on down the line, all of them are technically birds. I don't think so. What makes you think not? Eight maids milking. What are eight maids milking? Uh, How are those birds? Because it's literally talking about women milking cows. Uh, That likely refers to magpies as they are black with milky white patches. These birds represent power and in fortune telling scenarios offer a warning. What does that have to do with milk? What I'm does just, that have to do with milk? I'm just reading what that it says. It doesn't make any sense. I'm just reading it what it says. It doesn't make any sense. I know. What about lords a-leaping? Those uh, are guys dancing. Uh, great, they call them lords. Uh, they're also known as great herons. H- how? The leaven piper's piping, I'm just going to preempt you. It's a sandpiper, which is also a bird. But all these birds don't live in the same place. It doesn't matter where they live. If you're giving them for Christmas, you got to be able to get them. You're gonna have to travel all over the world to get the birds. It's like 184 <laughs> birds in all. You really plus a freaking orchard of just pear saying. trees. I'm just saying. It's none of this is feasible. This They're song, not birds. They no, can't be birds. The song was written forever ago. Five golden rings. Gold rings. Literally, they're talking about gold rings. No, they're talking about the rings around the necks of these certain kinds of pheasants. They're not gold. The rings are not gold. The rings are white. It's how they look, not the actual rings. Then why would call them gold rings? Why are you very specific about the gold if it doesn't matter that they're gold? Then if, okay, so let's just say that the Lord's leaping. Yeah. How do you buy a Lord? I don't know. It's much more plausible to buy a bird. You could buy all kinds of weird things back in the day. Sure you could. I don't know. I'm just I, I had never really given this much thought, but I believe in this theory. I, I subscribe to this. I think it's all birds. It makes total sense. How? There was hardly anything to give away back in that day that this song was written anyway. Might as well have all been birds and various different varieties and species. I just don't understand. I'm reading a thing here about the four calling birds. Obviously, calling birds are going to be birds that sing, right? Duh. Well, no. This thing says they're turkeys. It's still a bird. Yeah, but they don't call. What kind of calling bird? You want oh a pretty gosh. songbird. Have you ever heard of a turkey call? Have you met my father? Yeah, they call. They no. Call. They use their turkey call. No. By the way, in case you're wondering about the drummers, uh, they think they could be one of two different birds, either a woodpecker, which drums its head into trees, or a snipe, which is a real bird. It is. Uh, but it ha- the red snipe have a unique tail feather, and they make a drumming sound when they descend. Journey, it's all birds. Somebody had too much time on their hands and they came up with this weird conspiracy theory about the 12 days of Christmas. I'm in. I'm in. It is a song. Yes, it is a song from hundreds of years ago. Yep. When all they had to give away to people was birds. That's not all they had. (laughs) They had rocks and trees and stuff. Great. (laughs) Sure, there's a whole other song about those too. Uh, We should make one. We've come to the point in the chronology to procure the storehouse of words and break down the lyrical content. Can someone please give this to me in English? It's time to break out the thesaurus and figure out the lyrics. It's Thesaurus Karaoke with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Play along with us as we try to guess the lyrics. 
Jeremy, you want to go first? Sure. All right. You're going to love it. I'm sure. Consciousness exists as a pass. I crave top, wander upon it from dusk to dawn. Sorry, that's not right. I crave to wander. Uh-huh. <laughs> Typo. I crave to wander upon it from dusk to dawn. Providing that you are taking a voyage in my direction, on the grounds of this, I desire to pilot it throughout the night. Consciousness exists as a pass. You sure you got all the typos out? Yes, I did. I crave to wander upon it from dusk to dawn. Providing that you are taking a voyage in my direction... On the grounds of this, I desire to pilot it throughout the night. I want, want it day and night. Uh, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh, something day and night. I love when you do this. <laughs> one Quickly, one more time. Consciousness exists as a pass. I crave to wander upon it from dusk to dawn. Providing that you are taking a voyage in my direction, on the grounds of this, I desire to pilot it throughout the night. This is going to bug me. and I, We don't have 10 <laughs> minutes for me to sit here no. and sound it out. No, so. we do not. I'm just going to say I don't know. Nothing? You're going to say I got no- nothing? It's, it's on the tip of my tongue, but... I don't want to blather on for 10 minutes trying to figure it out. Well, thank you for that, because we don't want to listen to that. No. Consciousness exists. It's a pass. I crave to wander upon it from dusk to dawn. Bam, bam, bam. Providing that you're taking a voyage in my direction. On the grounds of this, I desire to pilot it throughout the night. Okay. Bam, 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 bam. Once, once the song started playing, I knew that that's what it was. Ugh. You didn't even come close. In my head, I was close, but outwardly, no, it was it was far off. If we could all see what was going on inside <laughs> your head, we would be scared. Yes. It would also be TV. Mm. All right, here's mine today, okay, Jeremy. Ready. Should you have a predisposition for strained pineapple <laughs> and experiencing unexpected mizzle? Mizzle? Mizzle. The hell is mizzle? If stretching exercises don't align with your inclinations, if cognitive faculties... Oh, my God. How long is this? It's four lines like yours was. Oh, my God. If cognitive faculties are somewhat sparse, it's four lines just like yours was. Yours is all... You picked the biggest words in the dictionary. I know. <laughs> Should you have a predisposition for strained pineapple? Mm-hmm. And experiencing unexpected mizzle. Uh, if you like pina coladas and getting caught in the rain, the pina colada song. You're going to go with the pina colada song. Yeah. If you're All not right. into yoga and you only have half a brain, cognitive faculty. That's it. Done. Right. Done. If Should you, you have produced this yeah! for strained pineapple? And experiencing unexpected mizzle. If stretching exercises don't align with your inclinations. If cognitive faculties are somewhat sparse. I like you thought that I wouldn't figure out pineapple was booze. 
I'm not even giving you a ding. I'm clapping for you today because considering that you are usually one whose cognitive faculties are somewhat sparse. I know. I'm amazed that you got that today. It's the strained pineapple. Hello. Yeah. Everyone knows that's one in a pina colada. Everybody knows that. Meanwhile, you were like, how long is this? It was very long. You picked the longest words. If you could see the little red line that popped up underneath everything that I spelled wrong, <laughs> you would be shocked. Your life is a red line under every word. That is very true. You're just mad because you didn't figure mine out. I am. I'm bitter today. He's very bitter. All very right, bitter. Because mine was easy. Last the source karaoke of the year. And it was all short words. <laughs> That's the problem. You don't understand short words. You only understand really long words. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I'm not a simpleton like you. <laughs> Makes life so much more fun. That's the source karaoke. That and pina coladas, Luke and, It definitely does. Luke Can and Jeremy. No. Can we drink now? No. Why? And now, more fun with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. So it looks like soon, Jeremy, we're going to have another local to root for on a game show. Yeah, this lady uh, is going to be on... Wheel, Wheel of, of Fortune. Fortune, I believe. Yeah. And she she has got a interesting hobby that is sort of I don't want to say it's like her whole personality. Yeah. But like it's kind of the main thing that they're focusing on when they talk about her. Because you know, if you've ever watched like Wheel of Fortune or Jeopardy or any of that sort of stuff, they always want to get to know the contestant. Sure. So I was like, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? And then tell us something interesting about yourself. Yeah, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah. And it's always something usually kind of silly or goofy mm-hmm. or, you know, it's like, I've collected an eight million paper clips. Like, why? Why is that the first thing that comes to your mind? But yeah, this woman uh, apparently is a mushroom hunter. Which is popular and, and pretty common here in the state of Iowa. Her and her family have found over 50 different varieties of mushrooms. Mm-hmm. Their favorites being morels. I believe she even talks about how to cook them and the flavor of them. So she is very into mushrooms. And that is what we will learn about her when she is on Wheel of Fortune. I believe coming up, uh, I want to say it's tonight. Nice. But yeah, so it's exciting when a local Iowan is going to be on national television. Yeah, and so this got us thinking about like if we were ever on a game show and the host came around and said, well, hey there, Luke and or Jeremy. Yeah. Where are you from? And tell us a little bit about yourself. What would be, and, and I'm going to just generalize it with one show in particular, we call it the Jeopardy Fun Fact. The Jeopardy Fun Fact. It's like, what is your Jeopardy Fun Fact? What is the 10-second the story that you can tell about something interesting in your life? Hmm. Well, unlike Lauren Steenheck of Mitchellville, I do not have anything <laughs> as exciting as mushroom hunting. Would you not bring up the fact that you were on the radio? I mean, maybe. That's just my job. Yeah. That's not a fun fact. That's just what I do. Sure. But there's, I mean, you've had interesting, like you could say, I've interviewed X number of musicians in bed. Yeah, but. That's funny. That's interesting. That's quirky. Yeah, but if you're telling that to, say, Ryan Seacrest, who's going to be taking over Wheel of Fortune, that's not exciting. Well, I mean, you're not trying to impress Ryan Seacrest. They're more worried about you being interesting to the audience. Mm. I don't care if Ryan Seacrest likes me or not. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) I don't don't care if Ryan Seacrest likes me. Uh huh. He probably has Kelly Clarkson's phone number. You're probably interested. I'm certain that he does. Um, I don't. I don't. I own 
40 scarves. I don't know. What what would have what would I do? Yours is easy. Yours would be Legos and Disney adult. Eh, that's not interesting enough. Well, what would yours be then? I would say that I accidentally interviewed Garth Brooks. <sighs> See, it's job related again. But I wouldn't I, want mine to be job related. I don't mind mine being job related because we have an interesting different kind of job. There's not a ton of people in the country who have our job. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people out there who work, you know, just office jobs and that sort of thing. And they might consider that to be not interesting. So they've got to talk about how they caught a 40 foot marlin in, you know, the Caribbean. And see, I think that's way more interesting than what we do. But I think that other people would feel that accidentally interviewing Garth Brooks is interesting. Yeah. It's all perspective. Okay. It's not interesting to us because we see that stuff kind of happen all the time. Yeah. Whereas other people would be like, oh my gosh, tell me more. <laughs> Well, Ryan. This is where we are different. <laughs> 515-244-4933. If you were on a game show and the host asked you to tell something interesting about yourself, hmm. what would you tell them? We want to know, what, what is your Jeopardy fun fact? Um, I once had a cow named Neapolitan. That's interesting. I named it after ice cream because it was Clearly. red and white and brown. Is that interesting? I like that you had to clarify <laughs> that you named it after ice cream. Is that interesting? As opposed to the other very popular Neapolitan that's out there. I don't there. know. I'm just trying to think of fun, interesting things. It's interesting. Okay. Didn't you say that you- I'm not interested. No, 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 no. Because you, you, you said this with your dad the other day. All the cows that you guys had, you named after food. Yeah. Well, my, <laughs> So you didn't get so attached. I had ice cream. Well, we still got attached. I had salt. She was white. Uh-huh. I had pepper. She was black. I had paprika. She was red. <laughs> so so not so much food, but more spices. We had a lot of spices Okay, when it came to food. We did have the cow named dinner, but <laughs> that's, that's different. 515-244-4933. We want to know what your Jeopardy fun fact would be. If a game show host asked you to say something interesting about yourself, what would you say? It's Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. So there's going to be a Central Iowan on Wheel of Fortune very, very soon. Yeah. And... Her fun fact about herself is that she and her family go mushroom hunting. Yeah, Lauren Steenhook, 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 uh, from Mitchellville. Sorry, Lauren. Uh, will be on Wheel of Fortune's Winter Wonderland show tonight. Nice. Well, that got us thinking about if we were ever on a game show and it came time for the host to come around and introduce mm-hmm. all the contestants. What is that little fun fact about ourselves that we would say? Because they always ask you for something interesting about yourself. Yeah. And I said that I would talk about how I accidentally interviewed Garth Brooks once. And I said I don't want it to be a work thing. It would have to be something else. So maybe you would talk about how you used to name your cows after food? Yeah. That could that could work for me. I think me. it's funny. Yeah. Uh, we want to know what yours would be. 515-244-4933. Let's start over in New Virginia with Leanne. Well, I don't really have a fun fact, but I have thought a fun fact for you should be the commercial that you did and the posters on the billboards of the bus, you know. <laughs> That's what I think your fun fact should be. I've been nearly nude on uh, local television That's and right. buses. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That's that's a good one. Thank you very yeah. much for that, Leanne. You bet. Have a great day, guys. Yeah, you too, Leanne. Thanks so much for calling in today. Let's go to Kelly and talk to Lauren. Lauren, what's your Jeopardy fun fact? Um, I would say so. I I actually know how to fire a steam locomotive. 
a steam what? locomotive. Like a train. Like I can fire a, a steam engine. Wow. I feel like there's a lot fewer people that know how to do that than know how to do our dumb job. I don't think anyone knows what that is. What is that? I don't even know well, what that is. Like, so, I mean, now we have diesel trains, right? So yeah. prior to, I mean, I'd say majorly the 1950s, like, we had steam engines. So I can fire, well, I, I should say I'm a student fireman, but I can fire a steam engine. That is the coolest thing I have ever heard. <laughs> can I also ask you this, and you don't have to answer it. How old are you? I'm 24. What got you into this at 24? Um, well, like, ironically enough, as a child, I was slightly obsessed with Thomas. Um, and then I, uh, my brother started getting involved, like, working with trains. And then um, I met my now husband. And, yeah, here I am. That's awesome. That is the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. It's way more interesting than anything we could ever come up with, Luke. <laughs> we are not interesting. I think we are interesting. She's way more interesting. Uh, we have some interesting people on Facebook. Lori Harvey says, I'm a lighthouse aficionado. I can look at a picture of a U.S. lighthouse, tell you where it's located, how far out the beam goes, the built date, and the out-of-service date. That's awesome. That's impressive. Back to Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. Google has put out their list of the most commonly misspelled words. And one of these gets misspelled over 250,000 times every month. Wow. But since Jeremy is a Scripps spelling bee cast off. <laughs> sure. Thought I'd try out a couple of these words for you. <sighs> Okay. We're going to start off with the number 10 word on the list. Okay. Congratulations. You spell that for us? Uh, and don't you dare I'm not. write it and then... I'm not. Because you already know whether or not you're right because you're going to get the red squiggly line underneath. I'm, I'm just... Mm-hmm. Leave me alone. Uh-huh. C-O-N-G-R-A... I want to say D, but I think it's T. T U L A T I O N S. That is correct. I always get the T and the D. Yeah, everybody. I always want to say congratulations. Yeah. People but I are think about it. people are putting a D in there when it's not seventeen thousand incorrect spellings of congratulations a month. I'm sweating. Uh, all right, how about the word rhythm? It's the number six word for Google's misspelled words. Well, I would have spelled it wrong the first time. But Which as was? I looked at it, I said, I forgot the H. I did R-Y-T-H-E-M. But it's R-R-Y-H? No, hang on. <laughs> R-H-Y-T-H-E-M. Rhythm? Rhythm. I'm sorry, that's incorrect. Dang it. There's no E. So R, but the R-H-Y? R-H-Y is correct. Woo! That's really the part I was most concerned about. The way that people are misspelling it is R-Y-T-H-M. See, They're forgetting the first H. I, the H got me because it did get me once in like a spelling bee in probably fifth grade. Mm-hmm. And I remember people laughing at me because I forgot the H. How about receive? This is the number four <sighs> word on the list. R, uh, R, R, let's see. I, <laughs> <laughs> what is it after C, I before E, except after C? You should just see the light. <laughs> The, e- you can see the wheels R- turning e- in her eyes. R-E-C-E-I-V-E. Yes, that is correct. It's the whole I before E except after C thing. 
The number one most misspelled oh, word. No. Oh, no. Okay. Misspelled over 250,000 times a month. Oh, I'm so scared. Calendar. Calendar. C-A-L-E-N-D-A-R. Correct. People are putting an E at the end. Why? Why would you put an E at the end? Well, they're, they're, they're spelling it C-A-L-E-N-D-E-R. Oh, no, it's an A. I yes. know it's an A. 250,000 times a month, and they're misspelling that word? So at least I'm smarter than some people. Some of the other words on the list, Arctic there is, is the number two word. Niece, like your sister's N-I-E-C-E. daughter. Yep. Yeah. N-I-E-C-E. That's what I said. Yep. And uh, receive is on there. <sighs> this this one I was going to do, but then I it depends on which word you're talking about, because they have separate versus separate. I'm assuming it's like you could also separate say separate versus separate. Like it's the same word. Separate versus separate. Depending on how you're wanting to spell it. Wait, what? <laughs> separate versus separate is what you said. Yeah, well, yeah. Separate with the all E's. Separate and separate are two totally different words. I understand they're different words, but people spell them thinking they're spelling the other word. What? <laughs> Just let it go. Uh, believe the state of Connecticut is also a tough one. Oh, That's I a tough one know. for me. I, I can't. Connecticut. I always think. I always remember it with connect. I cut. Oh, see, I would have forgot the. That's C. how I remembered how to spell it. I spelled it C O N N E T I C U T. So I forgot the C. <laughs> yes, you did. Why are you laughing at me? Just it's fun watching you. Just completely throw all your brain power into just spelling a word. Yeah? Isn't that the whole point of this entire segment? Isn't that what you wanted? You did better than I wanted. You wanted me to fail miserably. I sure did. I sure did. Mornings with Luke and Jeremy on 93.3 KIOA. We are now just a few days, five days away from Christmas. Mm-hmm. And Jeremy, I still don't have my Christmas shopping done. What is wrong with you? I Here's my thing. The thing is, is that I stay at work until roughly two o'clock every day because I'm working on stuff behind the scenes. <laughs> and I'm also the dad who picks up at school. Right. And so between the time I leave for work and the time I have to pick up Ben from school, it's a very small window that I have to go and Christmas shop. I really only have time to go to a couple of stores before I have to turn around, leave, and and head towards school. And so it has not given me a, a really large amount of time to really spend and focus on my Christmas shopping. And so when I do shop, I'm only, if I'm lucky, able to buy one or two things. And a lot of times I'm comparing, I'm deciding... I'm hemming and hawing because I have like one more gift that I want to get Susan and I'm in between two different things and I keep looking at things like availability, reviews, whether or not I can even get it in a store here in town or if I'm going to have to like rush order it. Well, if you order anything, you're too, you're past the order window. Not necessarily. I still, I ordered something yesterday on Amazon and it showed up at my door this morning. Mm. So I'm still okay on a couple of things. If you get it through Amazon, maybe. But... I'm getting up against the like the, the 11th hour here. Yeah, it's the 20th. And on top of all that, the fact that of like shopping for family and, and friends and whatnot is one thing. Then we've got our secret Santa that's going on here in the building. Yeah. And normally, most people would be wise and they would just buy all their gifts all at once and mm-hmm. be done with it. Not me. Because I, again, am 
indecisive about what I want to get for my secret Santa. And so I've been buying gifts one at a time. And usually the day before I have to give it to them. You're bad at this. (laughs) This year I am. What are you doing? Normally I'm good at this. I'm a great gift giver. I think I give thoughtful gifts usually. 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 But if nothing else, I give gifts that that people want and are going to enjoy. And sometimes you just have a bad year. And this year is my bad year. I'm off this year. Not doing great. Well, I can't wait to see what you got me. I actually am very I'm fun. I am very pleased with the gifts that I got for you. I feel like I need to stop buying gifts for you because I feel like if I buy you too many things, you're going to get mad at me. Well, yeah, you're getting one thing from me. Yeah, I put all my eggs in one basket, and and that's great. I'm I'm going to be very excited no matter what it is. Except it's not going to be useful, and he's going to judge me. <sighs> I know how this is going to work. Lee and I have had conversations about this, like, oh, my God, are our gifts going to be okay for Luke? Because he's being very judgy this year. (laughs) I'm not being judgy with other people's gifts. I'm being judgy about my own gifts. Well, it's coming across as you're being judgy with everybody. No, So now we're going to be like, oh, God, what are we going to do? I'm scared to give it to you now. You guys give off this air that I'm a very difficult person to to not even shop for, but to just know (laughs) and have in your life. Do you think since it comes from more than one person that it's just us? I think it's a coincidence. Doing that? <laughs> just wondering. 